All right, welcome everybody to our latest Between the Races podcast on the MX Vice Network. Thank you everyone for listening and supporting the site. We really appreciate it. We'd firstly like to thank our sponsors in Fly Racing, Monster Energy, Fox, Parts Europe, Scott, Bell Helmets, Acherbys, ASU Performance, Kawasaki UK, KTM UK, and of course, even Strokes for all their incredible support, as without them, none of this would be possible. All right, for this episode, we have a special interview with Monster Energy Yamaha Factory MX2 star Rick Elzinger following a quality weekend at Lommel. How's life and thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks to to have me back. I'm uh, happy to be back. No, mate, the uh, last one went down well, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, it was fun to do, so I'm happy to be back. And uh, yeah, we got uh, some stuff to talk about, some stuff happening, some new races, some heavy races in Lommel. Yep. So exciting. Yeah, mate, and no train this time? <laughs> no train, I'm inside now. <laughs> no, nah, mate, it was a great weekend for you. How was it from your perspective, obviously? Getting fifth in race two was especially excellent as you went nine, five for six overall. How was it, mate? How was the track, the new layout? There was a lot of talk about that. It looked pretty brutal, especially by those second motos. Very demanding day, but you handled it really well and must have been a great source of positivity for you. Well, yeah, in my opinion, uh, I was struggling Saturday quite a lot with the track and just the, just the whole setup and feeling. Um, I think a lot of riders were actually surprisingly struggling a little bit with the setup um it was quite strange actually it was still sand but it wasn't like the usual lommel we know and then um yeah we were just i was just trying to find a bit of a better setup especially with the suspension um so i was working on it um yeah just the, the practice sessions weren't that good i was just trying to figure the suspension out um and uh, yeah after that the qualifying race was was all right i would say drawing was not good but the result was fine p8 um and uh, yes sunday it rained quite a lot in the night so then it was a bit more heavy especially like the sand was more heavy so it felt a bit more like the real lommel we used to know and um yeah still struggling in the warm-up um we f- I, f- I felt like i found a good setup uh together with uh with the suspension guys from yama and uh yeah um first moto um i yeah it took some time but i was getting in the rhythm because for me it felt like it was the first session i could ride <laughs> actually instead of just uh fighting you know um and yeah it took some time didn't have the speed didn't have the uh, the right um, lines and speed to to jump like to double some bumps or like that kind of stuff. I didn't have to flow that much, but the riding was much better. And then second moto, it was just all connected. I would say just uh, the smoothness and the suspension and just riding like like I could. Um, so yeah, it was a bit of a searching, but uh, yeah, I'm happy with the second moto in the end. Yeah, mate. Were those fans cheering you on in the second one as well, mate? And how cool was the Yamaha bike kit they did for that weekend? It was pretty awesome, the whole setup, wasn't it? Yeah, it was quite busy, so that's always fun to have. Quite a lot of spectators. They made it also quite nice for the spectators to watch. Um, And, uh, yeah, they didn't make the track uh, more easy because there was a lot of turns in it. So, to me, it felt like you have to 
go in a corner and then you go out with like no speed at all mm. and then you have to go into the deep bumps so you couldn't carry that much speed so it was quite physical just to keep the bike going you know and uh yeah just to do that twice uh 35 minutes was quite uh quite tough but it's the same for everyone and uh yeah just to ride with the white yz was quite nice to do i i actually like the the retro kit um and yeah i always like it when it's a special livery that's always nice to to see and to to enjoy riding on it as well yeah you heard quite a lot of riders saying it was quite slow the track and just the way it worked out and just a lot of those sections like the big wave section what did you find the most challenging parts to navigate through obviously there was that triple there that some were doing and some weren't obviously dependent on the drive but yeah it looked like a very demanding test and how did you feel after the races mate pretty exhausted yeah my my legs were quite burning especially last last moto last couple of laps i was i had to fight to keep going um and uh yeah like i said the second moto was the best moto so i was quite feeling quite smooth everywhere just jumping around um and yeah i'm happy i did because if you lose the the momentum there it's quite hard to to regain speed or whatever so i was happy i just i could just jump around and have some some fun on the track yeah mate well said and did you prefer the old or the new layout mate which one did you like better i like both actually um i guess if i would have ridden um well all weekend i would have a different opinion but um yeah for the moment i like i like uh the one from last year more a bit just just because of the feeling i got from the track but uh, yeah maybe if i go training there uh, like in a couple of weeks it will feel different and i will like it more but we'll see yeah and what's the recovery look like for you this week mate just a day or two on the bike and then obviously finland again and how are you feeling after the two straight gps heading into another one that's Certainly earning your money, aren't you? Yeah, you know, after uh, two back-to-back GPs and then another one next weekend, uh, yeah, this weekend in Finland, um, usually I will I will ride like twice a week during the week, like Tuesday, Wednesday, but now I will just ride only on Wednesday. Um, yeah, you, we were on Lommel, so it was quite heavy. Um, and yeah, it's the second one of three back-to-back races, so yeah, we all just need to to yeah just give a little bit extra attention to the body you know to recover a bit better um and uh yeah monday i did some recovery cycling some stretching um and then today was my rest day and then tomorrow again i will arrive thursday most likely just some stretching maybe a gym session or something like that and then uh yeah friday it's traveling and Usually I, I do some cycling on track just to to get the travel out of the legs, you know, to get the legs a bit uh, free. Because I think this weekend in, in uh, Fanta, F- Finland will be heavy again. So, okay. yeah. You looking forward to it? Yeah, I, I think I will like the track. Um, it's not as sandy as Lommel, but it's definitely a track you can't rest at all. So you have to keep going and going with all the bumps and sandy corners you know so it's i I think it will be quite similar uh uh vibe yeah just riding wise you know 
Yeah, definitely completely different to Lockett, obviously, the, the weekend before. Uh, how did you find that one? Pretty sketchy track, always hard for traction and, you know, all those jumps in the track, everyone's so it's narrow. You've got to sort of make up time. You've got to piece together laps because it's super hard to pass and everyone's at a similar speed, mate. How was that one for you? And it was uh, pretty interesting to see that little incident with Andrea. Everyone's getting fired in the heat of the battle. Uh, I was watching it and Paul Malin said that the pass wasn't too bad on his, in his eyes because, you know, you saw the lines came together a bit, but he certainly wasn't happy afterwards mate and yeah it was an interesting incident it got a lot of eyes on you that's for sure yeah definitely um but uh, yeah for me it was my first time in locket so and yeah just the the surroundings the way it is the track uh, was quite uh special i liked it mm. because it was quite an it felt like an old school track uh it was a bit difficult to get used to it because it's like hard pack but on top there's some like like some small rocks and some gravel, mm. so you slide quite a lot. Um, and uh, yeah, my riding was fine, but just uh, I got some bad starts and it was difficult to pass, so I couldn't really make up any time um, or pass someone because it was all a bit one line. Um, and yeah, I just had to to fight the whole weekend for every place. Uh, and yeah, in the end, um, I could be quite happy with my riding, but uh, yeah, the result was a bit poor just because of the the, the bad starts, you know. But uh, yeah, it was it was still a bit coming back from uh, a tough Indonesia round, so I'm uh, I was happy with it. Yeah, talk us through that round, mate. It was certainly pretty hot. You know, you got a bit sick in the last one, didn't you, mate? Woke up with the fever and the headache. So that must have been really hard just to not be able to race, but sort of more be in survival mode, I guess. But aside from that, the trip was pretty cool, mate. And we were sort of talking about the ladies would be out in force with the blonde hair. So how was that too? Yeah, it was nice. Uh, definitely a special experience, you know. It's a whole different... Um continent so the just the way people are and how they act is a bit different than it is here you know um but yeah before i went there i got sick actually um and uh yeah so first motorized uh, first race i still had some uh yeah complications just because of i was quite sick Do you know the reason for the sickness just food related <laughs> Uh, well, the first time was at home still. I got sick. I uh, yeah. got um, uh, stomach flu. Uh, so I was throwing up quite a lot. Oh. I don't know why exactly, but uh, yeah, it happened anyway. Um, and yeah, when I got a bit better, I already had to travel all the way to Indonesia for three, three and a half days. So that didn't help the yeah. recovery that much. And then, yeah, you have to get used to the heat there because it's quite humid. You sweat a lot there. It's really, you sweat a lot. It's really special. And then, uh, yeah, first moto, uh, first race, I was still a bit tired. And then, uh, yeah, the week between was quite well. We had a nice time with the team. Uh, Hans, uh, the team was, uh, made it quite a eventful one as well. So it was really nice to just do some sightseeing and do some nice stuff with the team. And then, uh, yeah, Saturday on the second race already didn't feel that well. And then Sunday was quite sick. Um, I don't know why. I tried all I could not to get sick. But uh, I don't know why. But it wasn't really food poisoning or something I ate, I think, because I didn't have any problems with my stomach. Just 
just a just a fever and a, and a really big headache um so yeah um when i came back actually i weighed myself again from before and after and i lost six kilos so it's quite a lot Oof. what i lost yeah well certainly demanding conditions mate and how did you find both of those tracks obviously pretty different one with the elevation and the pretty awesome layout and then the the more flatter one in lombok was a bit interesting and sort of sandy hard to get traction kind of like argentina a lot of guys were saying that wispy sort of soil did you have a preference of which one and just your thoughts on both of them mate well i like both of the tracks uh just the way uh it rides um the soil is quite like uh you can speedway a bit through the corners. There are not really any lines. Just keep it pinned, take the berm, and keep keep on going uh, to the next corner. Um, but yeah, it was just a bit difficult to push actually. Uh, but I was feeling quite good. Um, my one lap speed was quite good. I just couldn't make it the full moto. So yeah, that was a shame. But uh, I hope to go get back there next year and then. Uh, see what i can do if i stay fit yeah it's definitely pretty cool you're definitely a fan of the indonesian trip there's talk of maybe an australian mxgp round happening next year as well which you could tack onto that trip do you think it's a good idea to keep going there or would it maybe be better to mix one in australia one in indonesia and just tell us a bit more about the fans and how wild they are for the motocross mate they certainly get into it they treat you guys like kings don't they well yeah it's quite special just uh like like we said before in the last podcast, uh, a tall blonde guy with girls, it's already quite a special <laughs> thing there. <laughs> um, but yeah, especially the first one uh, we went to, it's not like a touristic place there. Mm. So you are really um, inside uh, Indonesia um, and you really see how the locals live and how they act and how they work. And it's quite fun because actually I went, I went running on Friday before the first race just to do something after the long flight, you know, to get the boots flowing a little bit. And then after like 10 minutes, I got like five people just following, following me around running, uh, not even sweating. And I was like covered in sweat and I wasn't, I didn't know why it was like that. <laughs> it was just so humid for me. And they were like, it's for them, it was normal. They even wore some, uh, like a shirt and I was already sweating uh, in my short t-shirt you know it's crazy yeah they adapted to it and obviously picked up a few new fans over there for sure mate and just how important was the preparation with the nutrition and the hydration and was it a bit strange obviously you probably weren't really able to ride the bikes during the week so was it sort of like a waiting game between the two or you found the time went pretty quick doing a few things maybe surfing going for some runs checking out some waterfalls or zoos or whatever was it a good sort of mix between the two yeah, for me it was. Uh, we had quite an, a nice place where we were staying. Uh, we had a lot of things to do. Um, I was not happy about my first race. I was quite uh, training hard to to get better, especially in the heat. Um, so I was quite mad at myself that I got sick again the second race. But yeah, I was pushing um, a lot in the week between it, even though I couldn't ride. Uh, I was quite running a lot just in the in the hottest time of the day um, and then uh, yeah just try uh, to stay in the heat you know not stay inside in in the airco or whatever just go outside and stay in the hot sun and uh, yeah just like this it's the best way in my opinion to get used to the heat 
Yeah, how is the actual shoulder and that the collarbone feeling, mate? Are you feeling 100% in it and the body's feeling good, the fitness is going well? And how's the trading going with Eggins? Obviously, you've been making some good strides and especially this weekend, you'll be looking to build on that positive momentum throughout the rest of the year and yeah, keep hitting those top fives, I reckon. Yeah, I am. Uh, yeah, I'm happy with the steps I'm making right now. Uh, there are still small steps going on all around, um, not only on the bike, but he's also busy with everything else, basically. And uh, yeah, I'm happy about last weekend to really show what I, uh, what I'm working for, you know, because in like in Loket, I was riding better and was feeling fitter, but it just didn't. Uh, look like it in the results so I was happy with Lommel and uh, yeah I hope to to keep it going and get some good starts and run up front yeah mate it's good timing obviously with the home GP coming up pretty soon that must be a source of excitement for you mate and have you got some special kits planned some bike stuff and how excited are all the fans and your family getting yeah it's always nice to race at home you know you have some extra fans it gives uh, to me always it gives extra energy um when they are cheering around the track um and uh yeah definitely i will have some special boots from cd and uh, a nice helmet from from troy lee um but yeah we will see in 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 arnhem how it looks like actually i go i go right there tomorrow it's the press day so we'll see how the track is i don't know if it's 100 percent finished but i will i will see it tomorrow and then uh, just check how they change the track for the GP. Yeah, it should be a massive one, that's for sure, mate. And I was just going to talk about your teammate, Yago. Obviously, put another step forward in his title push. Uh, definitely going to be a battle down to the wire by the look of it with Andrea. Is there sort of any talk about you maybe helping him out to get that title done and any team news, or it's a bit too early to start talking about that? And how is your relationship with Yago as well? Well, for me, it's just... Uh... Um. Yeah, he has to do it on his own right now. Of course, you. Uh, I fight for my place in the race. Uh, also in Loket. Uh, I didn't mean to to take Adamo down or anything. Like some people were saying, I was just trying to keep my position to fight for myself. You know. Um. So. Everything happens so quickly. You're not thinking about that. Just coming out of a corner and split second stuff, isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, I, I heard him coming, so I I braked a bit more. And then when I saw he was past me, I just full throttled to the inside and just kept it kept the line to the outside, let's say. And then, uh, yeah, it was a little bit ahead, but uh, we collided. Um, so, yeah, things happened and uh, the way it did. So, yeah, it was a shame he went down. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, it, it was a bit of luck for Iago, I would say. Uh, for my part, I didn't mean it to do it, but yeah, things happen, of course. Uh, some riders took me down as well in, in the, this year. It happens. Sometimes they mean it, sometimes they don't. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I do think you can. Do you think he can win, mate? Do you think he's got it in him now? I think like he did last weekend, um, he's just a bit of a on a different level, especially in mm. the sandy tracks, you know. He's the only one that uh scored 60 points this year yeah. one the qualifying and one both motos and uh yeah just in the sandy tracks of course i think it will be a bit faster in the hard pack it will be quite similar just depends a bit on the start as well um but yeah yeah we will see if if Thiago doesn't make any mistakes and can keep his form that he has right now because i think he's 
right now he's quite fit and riding really well. So we will see. I think it's going to be exciting to watch. Actually, I might just join you on the couch on the TV <laughs> instead of riding. <laughs> that should be awesome, mate. He's riding so well and he has got that massive experience advantage over everyone and the, you kind of feel like the time is now for him obviously with moving up to mxgp but it has been a bit of a tough year for your team with injuries and, and stuff going on but yeah beniston obviously is not doing so well from that crash in locket either so have you got any updates from him obviously he tried at lommel but yeah he's obviously struggling quite a lot so it must be a bit tough for the team having so many guys injured you've had your own stuff but you just keep battling on and do you think we see beniston this weekend as well well, to be honest, I have I don't know that much about uh about him. I just know uh after the crash he got a big hit on his head. Um and right now he's just with struggling with vision and and um like when you ride at that high speeds and you don't see any bumps, you have to be really sharp. And then after a big hit like he had on his head, it's it's just difficult to focus on every small detail, you know. And uh, yeah, if you go at that that level that fast, it's just you you really need to be um, fit in the head, you know. Um, and after a big hit like he had, uh, which was quite an unlucky one, um, and it was a heavy one because I was just behind him and I saw it happen. Um, I almost did the front flip just to break in time before I hit him. So um, yeah, it was just really unfortunate for him. I think he was doing quite well also. Um, and the same with the wolf. I think he was doing really well as well. So yeah, right now it's just um, yeah, it's just it's just uh, yeah, it's like a game, you know. If you push, there is risks involved, and right now you can see it can be over like that. So anything can happen from now on, or even to Adamo or to Iago. Um, but yeah, we will see. That makes the sport exciting. Yeah, mate, it certainly does. And then that's sort of obviously some of these issues are happening in the qualifying races for points, which is a new thing. But obviously you're pretty happy with how that format's gone down. The team's happy with it. And just give us a little bit insight on Hans, the team manager. He's a lively character. Obviously the MX Vice uh, with Monster Energy, those Against All Odds documentaries came out. And it's good to see him being so lively and he's, he certainly speaks his mind and he's sort of those kind of characters are pretty cool for the sport to, you know, get more interest in, you know, with the cigar and this kind of thing. He seems like a pretty cool guy to have as a boss, that's for sure. Yeah, to me, um, just speaking to him uh, makes me more motivated. Um is really, uh, yeah, blank, uh, like straightforward, you know. Yeah. And I like that as well. Just you can just tell me what it is, even if it's a bad thing. Um, yeah, you can just tell me, and I like it like that as well. Um, and he does. So for me, uh, yeah, basically every time uh, I speak to him, uh, and then when I leave, I get motivated just from from his passion for the sport. So it's really nice to see actually and to to yeah, just to see it up close, you know how much he has passion for it, and he how much he wants us to do well, and um, also just his his vision all around, you know. Uh, he's also watching the one two fives and two fifties, uh, EMX two fifties, um, and he has some quite nice, uh, he has some vision on those riders as well. Um, so yeah, it, I'm I'm happy to be riding for his team. Uh, it's an honor. So, yeah, I right now I'm uh, I'm just glad I am in that team. 
Yeah, mate. Definitely hoping to be there next year as well. You know, there's obviously a few team changes. Talk about a different MX2 setup for Yamaha, but you probably can't say too much. But definitely be an MX2 in some capacity next year. Yeah, there will be some changes. Um, I think also some riders uh, just all around in every team will change a lot. Um, and um, I think a lot of riders will also go for a one-year contract for next year mm. because in 2025 there are most likely uh, some new brands coming in the in the sport. So, yeah, they want to be available for that as well. Um, so, yeah, I think it will be an uh, especially next year, an exciting time for uh, gossip. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, this year as well, like every year uh, during Lommel, the, the I would say the bullshit starts with the, yeah. all the gossip. Um, they also had a um, uh, like article about me. I tried that I tested the Triumph, which isn't true, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's funny just to to read that stuff about yourself, you know. You don't even know how it went into the world. And yeah, they are really serious about it. You know, I get asked about it and I, I didn't even know you could already test some Triumph actually. So it's quite fun. Yeah, mate, it certainly keeps on your toes. You get a few things coming out of left field, that's for sure. And just your take on obviously brands like Ducati and Triumph coming in as a rider, entering the best parts of your career for the next decade or even more. It's pretty exciting for someone like you, mate. There's more factory rides, more options just to extend your career and have a really good bike to be competitive on once the time's ready to go into MXGP, isn't it? Yeah, to, yeah, to me, it's really exciting, especially for the sport. I think it's a good thing that there are more brands coming in. There's uh, yeah, more uh, more money coming in, more uh, just bigger teams, more, more riders getting uh, a chance to ride for a big team, you know. Um, and... Uh, yeah, in my opinion, I think uh, brands like Ducati are doing well in, in MotoGP, so I'm wondering how they will do in, in motocross. Of course, it's, it's a bit different. Uh, and yeah, you have to have the old chassis and uh, suspension and all that kind of stuff is also really important. But uh, yeah, we'll see how, how they do when they come into the sport. Yeah, mate. Obviously, with this being your sort of, I guess you could say, full-time rookie first year in MX2, mate, just sort of give us an overview of how you found it. Obviously, you had a few, you know, mental issues right at the start, even though you did so well in Argentina. Just talk us through some of the, the biggest challenges you've faced and maybe some of the best parts associated with it too. Uh, well, yeah, for me this year, it was big changes everywhere. Um, I moved to, to Belgium almost full-time, uh, living on my own, uh, which was new as well. And may may sound easy, but isn't that easy, actually. Um just to do all the, the little stuff around it, you know, uh, cooking, cleaning, uh, keeping everything clean, uh, that kind of stuff. Um, and yeah, doing it at a, at a professional level as well, you know. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, just the change of going to 20 races a year, quite intensive, more traveling, uh, more pressure as well for, uh, on myself just to perform well. And yeah, a big change as well was that the the level was much higher as I expected it to be. Uh, they are just on it every weekend. If it's not Langenfelder, it will be Gears. If it's not yeah. Gears, it will be the Wolf. So every time there is someone pushing, um, 
So yeah, it was quite a fun change. It was really challenging, but right now I'm, like I said, the past like five, six rounds ever since um, yeah I came back uh, from uh, my injury. I've been making steps. Um, maybe they are a bit, um, you, you cannot notice them really well, but they are, they have been made. So I've been feeling quite well also on the endurance part a lot. So yeah, I'm happy. I'm getting more happy to ride my bike every time right now and, and getting more comfortable in the races, especially. Um, so yeah, the, for me, the mental stuff is quite, uh, finished. I feel quite good also mentally. And uh, yeah, I can just do my thing. So it makes the riding a lot more fun, especially in the races. Uh, so yeah, I will hope to keep the progress going until the end of the season to be to be really well next season. And then uh, yeah, I will work my my ass off the whole winter to get fit again, even better. And then uh, yeah, exciting twenty twenty four. Yeah, well said, mate. It's great to see you've overcome that adversity and you've come out the other side and you, you're looking fit and firing, ready to go. And just with Eggins, what's sort of the key things you're working on? Obviously, starts in any class is so important, but especially in these world championship classes where it's so hard to come through the pack. But is that sort of the key focus for you, mate? And what other things are you sort of working on as well on the bike and off the bike? Yeah, he's really um, organized, I would say, as well and just really disciplined on the organization uh like you know just uh, what we eat or what i eat in in a weekend and during the week uh he helps a lot with that um he speaks a lot to to the trainers Kenny van Duren and uh and Jente uh, as well as to the physio of Yamaha just to keep everybody involved and then uh try to to make the the best plan for me to get the most out of it so it's a bit of a all around you know it's not just the riding um and yeah especially like warm up uh, no phone and the weekends uh just the food and what you drink um and especially also the in your head the mental state he's working on it so it's a uh, yeah it's been quite um, a big learning curve for me how you can see how important all the little things are so yeah, I've been working hard and uh, making some steps. So I hope to keep growing, like I said, and then uh, show some some real speed. Yeah, mate, it's a complete package and all that professionalism, dedication. It's all helping towards the goal of probably getting on a podium maybe towards the end of the year. Is that something you're looking at? Yeah, of course. I'm always fighting for a podium. Uh I don't know if it, that's in the cards right now, but uh, for the moment, I'm just happy to make the progress and uh, I'm enjoying the journey I have so far uh, about my progress. So yeah, I'm, I'm just uh, fighting for, for every spot I can get and uh, we'll keep doing that all season long until the end. And just a quick couple of ones before we let you go. Obviously, the Motocross the Nations, you're probably, are you going to go as a fan or obviously you probably won't get picked at this point with Kai and even though he's injured, he'll probably be the 250 guy along with, you know, you got Jeffrey, Glenn or Calvin or Brian Bogers even, but that, he's not having the greatest year, but it was good to see him have a good weekend. But yeah, you're going to go as a fan, mate, just to enjoy it and the fans and it'll be pretty wild, won't it? Yeah, I think it's in Erne this yep. year, no? Yeah, yeah, that's. I think that's one of the best places to do a of nations race, actually. Yeah. If I 
look back at the last one there. It was quite massive and crazy with all the French fans. Um, especially just uh, the vibe you get over there in France. It's just incredible. Um, and uh, yeah, just just to, to have the vibe of the Amex of Nations is already special on its own. And then to have it in France with one of the biggest crowds uh, you get every, the whole year long. It's I think it'll be a, really nice to to be there in person. So, but uh, yeah, we will see. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. Obviously, we might get Hayden Deegan out there and the Lawrence brothers and these kind of guys, Sexton, AP, be pretty massive, mate. You'd be looking forward just to see that on its own, wouldn't you? Yeah, it would be really nice. Actually, it's quite funny uh, because you know if you see those guys on TV and then when you see them in real life, it's quite funny to to experience that as well. You know. Yeah, have you been watching the AMA races, mate? Any sort of key takeaways from it? Obviously, Jet's just like watching poetry in motion, isn't he? He's just, yeah, riding so well, masterclass every weekend. Do you think he can keep that undefeated streak going? And your thoughts on who wins the 250 class? It's sort of out of, you know, Hunter, Deegan or Cooper. It's going to be a battle down to the wire. And pretty cool to see Vial get his first win a few weeks ago too, wasn't it? Yeah, you know, on the 450 with Lawrence, is just quite a special thing going on with winning all those races it's really uh incredible what he's doing what he's performing right now um and just yeah he's just on it every single weekend and that's that's the thing that's uh that's just really difficult to do uh especially on that level you know uh, so i'm really impressed by him uh, i hope he keeps keep can keep on the can keep going on the streak but uh yeah we'll see i don't know how many races are left still i think about four ah three only okay okay that will be nice then and then uh yeah i think um if deegan can keep his momentum going going like he had in washugo last weekend it will be a bit of a nice title fight as well i think he's about just three points behind yeah so that will be yeah, really nice to see. Um, I am hoping, as a fan of that of the sport, to have some kind of title fight like uh, Vial and Gears had last year. Even though, as a rider, you would like to win by uh, by fifty points, of course. But uh, yeah, as a fan point, uh, that's the best to have a title fight like that. But we will see uh, if if Deegan can keep the momentum going, especially in the tracks like Southwick, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, it's it's quite fun to watch. He did really well on Wash Hugo, so I'm I'm quite excited what what's coming. Yeah, mate, it'd be awesome. And just a quick word on Lars Van Berkel. Obviously, went over there, did Southwick, did the Canadian one, and then came and did the MXGP at Lommel. We plan on having a chat to him this week. But uh, how cool was that? And do you know him well? Yeah, I know him quite well. Um, he's a fun guy. Uh, I don't understand how he's going everywhere and getting in all those... Uh, situation where he's at you in the US and then in Canada and then back in Europe riding for another team but yeah it's uh, it's quite a fun experience to do um, it's not that easy as well you know all the traveling the different kind of tracks you have to get used to the bike and all that kind of stuff but he's doing really well actually um, I think especially in Canada he did really well so yeah um, props for him and uh, yeah we'll see where he's flying to next yeah, mate, absolutely. I think he said he was looking forward to a couple of weeks off before the next move, but uh, it's always interesting watching guys do those programs and obviously he does the beach racing too and just loves it clearly, mate, and just wants to do all he can to you know keep chasing the dream of being a pro. So, yeah, just one more for you, mate. Yeah, just 
obviously you've been through so much to become a professional. Have you got any sort of advice for, you know, any young kids pursuing a career in motocross? What would you say to them? And the best advice for them would it be to go join a facility? You know, anything really from your perspective? Uh, yeah, to me, you have to get the right um, people around you. It's You cannot do it by yourself. Um, and uh, yeah, just work as hard as you can to get the best out of yourself. And uh, yeah, just keep learning, um, keep um, reflecting on yourself to improve. Especially that's a big thing you can work on. And uh, yeah, you just have to to fall and get back up every time. Yeah, mate, well said. And just on the topic of that, anyone you want to quickly give a thanks and a shout out to before we wrap it up? Yeah, just a quick shout out for the people around me, you know, my mom and dad, uh, my sponsors, my close friends. And uh, yeah, that's been a, a big help in all my career, you know. That's yeah. uh, one of the biggest, uh, yeah, without them, I couldn't have been where I'm at right now. So yeah, you have to be lucky with that as well, you know. It's, it's just me doing the writing, but in the end, it's, a lot of people around me and without them you cannot do it so it's just important to appreciate them a lot that's a great point mate it's great to see you sort of on an upward trajectory now as you build momentum for the second half of the season mate but yeah cheers before we let you go we'll just thank the sponsors in fly racing monster energy fox parts europe scott bell helmets acherbys as3 performance kawasaki uk ktm uk and of course even strokes for all their incredible support as without them none of this would be possible all right, thanks again for joining us, Rick. It's been another great chat. And yeah, all the best, mate, and hope you keep going from strength to strength. Yeah, thanks a lot and uh, speak to you soon. No worries, mate.